0: I believe the singular reason that I've been financially successful is because I don't care about financial success. Like find your process, find your thing, live within your means. This goes back to a lot of the things I'm thinking about. When people do things for other people's affirmation, it makes them incredibly emotionally vulnerable. We're in a very special time here. Find the thing that makes you happy to be doing it, not because of any other part. And so if you can find something you love, when shit hits the fan, you're not going to be looking for the next trend. You're going to be chilling here for another two, three, four years, waiting for it to flip back up. That's a beautiful feeling. It's fun to be in the shit when it's the shit that you like being in. Transcripts. Mr. Gary V. Dude, that's pretty profound. You know, so he, he brought up a lot of... Okay, Brought up a lot of things that people need to do. You know, one, something my grandfather always told us. uh, and He he said, find what you love doing and people will pay you to do it. So, it's true. And he's saying, find what you love. Actually, his exact words are, find the shit that you love. So... Now, he also mentioned if you're doing things for other people's approval, my words, why are you doing it? Because you make yourself vulnerable to – because here's the thing. When it comes to people's approval, you don't need anyone's approval but yours.
1: That's taken me many years to learn that for myself.
0: Um, quick story because I like telling stories.
1: Everybody uh, on the carpet
0: story yeah, time. Yeah. Um so 20, 20 almost 22 years ago um I married a young lady. Still married to her, obviously. And um went got married and we eloped then we went to go see my parents. Once
1: how did that go for that's part of the story. Sorry. Oh, it's I gonna be to, it's gonna be be first, it get ahead. You're like, wait a second. Well, you so, kind of looked at me like, yeah. Well, so
0: I went to go see my parents, and you know, walked in the house. Shannon came with me, and my parents were. Long story short, my parents. Well, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit before we got married. My parents received a letter from my, uh, um, I guess, my step grandmother-in-law. Yes, Shannon's <laughs> Shannon's step grandma because her grandfather remarried. Um, and my step grandmother-in-law wrote. A, this was while we were dating. Wrote a letter to them saying how bad of a person that my mother, future mother-in-law was, was, and then pretty much closes it out in, in in the in in the sense of saying, "And Shannon's going to be just like her."
1: I'm sure that created a lot of stereotypes for your parents.
0: There was a riff in the family. Me and my parents were like, you're not marrying her.
1: Oh, really? Yes,
0: I was told I'm not going to marry her.
1: They told you you couldn't do something.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know me. Yep. Don't tell me I can't do something, right? <laughs> so um, fast forward. Um, actually, so we broke it off. Actually, we, we broke it off for for a year. And so I could try to figure out how to make everybody happy. And you know what? You can't make everybody happy. It's impossible. Nothing can happen. So I go in and uh, she's down in Florida and I'm up in Georgia. And then I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. I call her up and I'm like, hey, you love me? She goes, yeah. I I love you too. Let's get married. She's like, okay. I literally left.
1: Wait, wait, wait! That's how you proposed?
0: No, I, I so I proposed before. Oh, we, so there was so an fast a fast okay, forward. Yeah, so say. there was a proposal before <laughs> we broke it off. She gave me the ring back. <laughs> literally, I got the ring back. Gotcha. Everything, and it was like that for a year. And then you know, a year goes by, and I'm like, this is stupid. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm, you know, I love her. My parents are stupid, and my parents they were being stupid. They're not stupid. There's a difference, um, and so called her had that conversation literally jumped in the car drove eight and a half hours loaded all her stuff up in my car drove all the way back she stayed with some friends of mine the next day i go pick her up in the morning we drove to somerville georgia and got married in the um in the and got found a judge who would marry us got married but the so happened somerville is like 30 minutes from my parents house drove to my parents house Walk in the house, they see me, and then they see her. They excuse themselves and ask me to go with them. So we go downstairs. And my mom's mom's just kind of fuming. She doesn't say a word. My dad does all the talking at first. And essentially they say, my dad says, why would you do this? I said, okay. he, He said a bunch of other things. But essentially he's like, why would you do this? And then when he finished talking, I said, "Let me talk. Can I can I talk now?" And my dad, my dad said, "Sure." I said, "I'm 21 years old." At the time, I'm 22 years old.
1: You're no, 21. I was were, I was
0: 23. You were, were you when we got? Yeah, when I got married. Yeah. We got. I got married two three years after my mission. And a half years, I'm something. just saying you yeah. got
1: married in January and your birthday was a month later. Therefore, I think you were 22. Turning probably.
0: Yeah, that's probably what it was. Something like that. Anyway. I mean, so we didn't age. get, I think get married immediately after, yeah, after 21. After, okay. it, was, it was one or two years later. Gotcha. We dated for a year. We broke it off for a year and then we got married. That's essentially what happened. Okay. So, um, and I look at him and this, this tore me up, but this was the opening door. You know, there, there's doors in everybody's lives. And this was an, this was the door for me. And, you know, my my dad's like, why would you do this? And I said, it wasn't your decision to make. It was mine. You now have another daughter-in-law, so you can either like it or not like it. That's on you. That ain't on me. I said, also, if you don't like it and you hate it, just so you know, we will be having children, and if because if you guys choose not to like it, then you won't see those children because I'm not going to put my children in an environment where they're going to be, you know, in there's going to be animosity. I said, there's no need for that. That's stupid. I said, this was my choice, and you're going to have to just get over it. So I found out um, probably eight nine years ago. That my dad said he when I said that to him, he wanted to punch me in the face.
1: And you barely found that out <laughs> eight years ago. Wow. Yeah.
0: And, and 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 the reason is because I'm his child, right? But he also recognized it, you know it's like he didn't he didn't react that way. He didn't act in anger. He he absorbed everything I said, and then my my mom excused herself, and went upstairs. Now this is. my mom knowing her knowing my grandfather on my mom's side this is literally something that my grandfather would do so my parents eloped too they ran away and got married so karma right (laughs) so um my mom talks to Shannon and says tells her if you ever hurt him your body will never be found
1: that's what your mom said. My
0: mom. Now you know my mom. That yeah, sweet little lady. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the woman that when um, we were teen. Now I'm, I'm I'm detracting from the topic. I know a little bit But this is the woman. Just so everybody knows, and you know, I don't know if I ever told you a story. This is the woman. So that uh, my brother and I were digging out a basement. That's another long story and a half. But we were and we were you know we were young kids. We were digging out the basement because my dad wanted to add it onto the house instead of adding on or up. He wanted to add down. So we were literally pick and shovel in a crawl space, digging a basement. Yes, that happened. Okay. (laughs) And so we would get, we were irritating each other as siblings do. He would run up and tell on me. I'd run up and tell on him. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And both of us go, we had, we, 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 both ran up at the same time. You know how, you know, bickering and my mom uh, looks at us and goes, stop it. You better get in that damn basement and dig. Now she said, damn. We were like, we made mom cuss. We're dead. We hurried back in the basement. and we, there was, we didn't make a peep. We're like, dad's going to kill us. We made mom cuss. Now, I, I, I reference this story for the fact to tell you the type of person my mom is, which you know what type of person he is, but this actually solidifies some stuff. When my mom told us to get in that damn basement and dig, when we left, and I didn't find this out until probably 10 years ago, she went into the bathroom and, She took a bar of soap and she washed her own mouth out with soap. (laughs) So for that, for my mom to threaten my wife, you ever hurt him. Your body will never be found. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So the thing is, if you're trying to get people's approval, you're not going to get it because there's nothing you can do to get their approval. And, And if you're looking for the attaboys, why? Who cares?
1: The thing about our society is those attaboys sometimes drive people to work, drive people to strive for a better uh, and more efficient way of living.
0: See, I don't agree with that. If that's what's pushing you, if that's your drive...
1: Oh, I'm just saying right. it is. I'm not saying it, no, no, it's no, it, right? Healthy? No, I think i just it's, saying.
0: I think you're that. setting yourself up for failure. And you know the way we we learn from failures. But you're setting yourself up for failure because of that that's like the people that you know they get on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and they live for that dopamine kick of mm-hmm. oh, I got one more like, ooh, I got two more likes. They're doing it for the likes. Stop, you know. Again, don't create stuff because you're you're you want to conform to get the likes and you're trying to get that approval do what you want and you'll and you'll you'll and, and do what you love and you'll be successful you know and then gary v brought up again in that in that audio um the reality is he also says live within your means now that's a hard one for a lot of people it is because the brand new iphone comes out oh i gotta go get the brand new iphone right I gotta go get the brand new biggest, you know, nicest car. I'm keeping up with the Joneses. You know, I gotta have the big house. You know how I many people who live in in uh the part of Utah that we live in live way beyond their means because they want to have the appearance of wealth, but they're so far in debt, it's stupid.
1: I'm sure it's a high percentage.
0: Well and well, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I said, We have we have no house. We don't own a house. We rent, right? Um I was thinking about comparing, you know, comparing if I, for, you know, com- I think comparison can be healthy, but I also, I also think comparison can be toxic, right?
1: Well, when you're coveting someone else's things, that's where it becomes toxic. right? But when you see this person has achieved, because I'll be honest, I actually look at you and your family life and your successes and things like that. I don't covet them, but I'm trying to analyze how did he get there and, because I would like the same type of things, and I think that's a healthier way of approaching it. Going, okay, is that method going to work for me?
0: Okay, so and and so what I'm getting is like if you, what makes us retrain my thought here. To be, no, 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 no. So <laughs> to, to to be to be to, for to to achieve the success that you want, like for Shannon and I, our success. We've had lots of success. and We've had a lot of failure, and that's okay. And I, I honestly, I'm I'm fine with that. Failure is is no, don't be afraid of failure. People are afraid of failure, but part but part of the the part that hurts people is when they dwell and they they stay in that failure mode. Well, I failed. I'm I'm no good. I can't do anything. I'm always well. well
1: here. Yeah, they equate their worth. To the to what the world would classify as success or failure, instead of you know changing the mindset, seeing the failure as a success in and of itself, like we talked yeah. about in an earlier segment, and then with that different mindset, be able to go, okay, well this is great, let's move forward.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and, and so like Shannon and I, we were, I, I I was comparing me to many of my siblings. You know, I'm number six or seven kids, and where we are right now, age-wise, we are actually better off than most of my siblings ever were. We have literally no debt. I'm debt-free.
1: That is fantastic.
0: We own our car. We only have one car. That's fine. We could use two cars, but I mean, it's kind of a it's okay. It works for us. What we do, it works. Um, we have, but I have no. We have no debt. When we acquire debt, we pay that debt off as fast as possible. Right. Um, now when we buy or build a house, I'm going back and forth. I'm not sure what we want to do yet. Um, the goal, I may have to have a payment on it. I don't really want to, but if I do, it's going to be small. Um, and some people I've heard people, financial people say, Hey, you, you just keep a house payment? No big deal. It's really not a big deal, but to me it is because I, I don't want to have something looming over my head saying, you've got to pay this. you got to pay this. If I want to not pay a payment for a month, I don't want to pay a freaking payment. If I, if I have the option, I'd rather have not pay a payment at all, so but I mean so he talks about yeah he talked about do what you love, live within your means, and that's probably one of the hardest ones for people, even for me i mean there there's a lot of things I want, but i and I don't like a lot of i don't my problem is I hate stuff, but there's stuff that I want, so I always talk myself out of it. <laughs> I would like to have a drone because I want to up my ante when it comes to some uh um, you know, video, and video, video, video biography. And the, yeah. yeah. So that's a different thing. Um, I can actually make that, uh, that can be an asset. Cause I can make that make me more money. So that's fine. Um, it comes down to the assets. I think a lot of people have too many liabilities. So, but yeah, I mean, w- what, what makes us successful? What, what, what do you think? I mean, it's.
1: And I, it, I, I'm, I'm going back in a lot of the segments, you know, that, that we've already talked about, but, Success, I think, is in the eye—you know—in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's about a mindset. A lot of people, as, as we've already said, when they, you know, fail in a business venture, sometimes they just kind of wallow, wallow in that failure, wallow in the. Well, as Gary Vee put it, when when the shit hits the fan, you know, and and some people think that that is a failure moment, but again, changing our mindset causes it to be more of a success success is simply put i know i just rambled a bunch success is being happy with your life
0: yeah no my, my definition of uh, of financial success is debt-free owning a home and that's literally and then be able to do some of the things that i want to do so if i want to take a trip i can take a trip that's my so when I own my home and it's paid for, I will have achieved achieve that goal. When it comes to family success, and, and and I think we need to analyze our lives and, and split it up. So my brain is I, I file things away. I, I you know I put things you, you,
1: you compartmentalize, compartmentalize. Yeah, I, yeah, really I, I well. split
0: things up. Um, kind of like business and friends. I can do business with my friends, but then that's just business. And if that goes south, well, then business went south. I still can be your friend. Some people can't do that. It's like, well, that just ruined the friendship. No. Friendship is friendship. Just because you get a business partner and the business partner uh, doesn't work out, don't do that again. So move on. But still be friends. Friendship can always be there. Unless they just kind of a total, you know, a hole and it just doesn't work. No, and it's true. I mean, you if you I, I think we should compartmentalize things because Sometimes you can't, well, that's what causes people to have so much anxiety. They get so much work overload. They get so so much family overload. Um, you know, it's like, well, even like today, um, my wife was a little snippy this morning. Um, and she was snippy because Paris got her bridal shower going on. Uh, Elizabeth has uh, her um, um, farmer's market that she does. Um, Logan had to go to work. And then I'm kind of the middleman today to make sure th- a lot of things get done. And she had a lot of stuff that needed to be carried down. And she'll snip, be like, you, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. I'm, and, I, and I'm like, whatever. I just blew it off. And that frustrated her because I kind of blew it off because I know what's got to be done. And so while we were carrying everything to the car, I, I tell her, I'm like, you realize I'm always going to be here to help. I said, when in our past 22 years of being married was I not there to help you when things need to be done. I said, you don't need to be snippy at bad things. I know you're stressed a little bit, but you don't need to be that way. So, but that's a, I think that's a That's a, an issue where people can't compartmentalize. Say, okay, this is this, this is this, this is this family life is family life. And you know, when I was doing the consulting gig for uh, Ford for spin, it would drive the manager that was over it all crazy because he would text me when I, when I left that warehouse and that work, when I left, you were done. I turned it off unless it's something that I really had to do. I turned it off and I didn't turn back on until I got in the car and started to head that way back to work. Some people, they live work. I know a guy, a good friend of mine in Nashville, he lived for work. Come to find out, him and his wife end up getting divorced because that's all he lived for was to work. He forgot the you know he loved his kids and he took care of his kids, but he where they failed, what he failed was with his relationship with his wife. It's horrible, so you have to compartmentalize. I believe you do. I think you have to, and then that'll wait, take some of the stress off you. Now there, sometimes you just get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed. I think I think it's very rare that you actually see me where I'm overwhelmed or that I show it. I um
1: never see you overwhelmed. All I see you is I have a lot to do today. That <laughs> that's the most overwhelmed I think I've ever seen you.
0: And well, and you yeah. But go but again, Gary's here, he's telling people do what you want to do, do what you love.
1: Well, and and I think uh something else to notice, what he was uh, what I got out of it as well is is a matter that when that stresses in your life happen when and as he said again and I'll repeat it when the when the shit hits the fan in your it will proverbially hits the fan in your life if you find yourself in something that you love it doesn't matter what's really going on around you because the happiness that you have here at the core at the center of your life will then eventually radiate out Yeah, it bleeds and, to everything and then it takes care of the stresses because then you're able to breathe easier but when we're focusing outward in right that that's that's when well, we get overwhelmed
0: well that's the thing it's like you know when Shannon and I uh, when, before we got married We broke it off because I'm like, how do I make everybody happy? So i was starting from the outside and it was impossible. I mean, I even had my little brother call me. He was off on his mission, right? He's serving in his mission for the church up in Ogden, Utah. And he calls me and he says, you lied to me. I'm like, I never lied to you. He goes, you're married. I said, yeah. He goes, you lied to me. I'm like, what? He says, you weren't supposed to marry her, Devin. And I know that I said, Jason, first of all, you're breaking, this is at the time that that wasn't breaking the missionary rule. I said, you're breaking, first, you're breaking the missionary rule by calling me. One. Two, it's not your place to say. Doesn't matter. I said, again, as I told mom and dad, they'll have to get over it. And you're on a mission. You got a year left. You're going to, you got a year to get over it. So, I mean, I was trying, I had all this outside opposition and I was and we broke it off for that year because I tried to figure out how do I make this work, so I can make the in the middle work. Well, that, I, then it came to the realization that you know what, it's not about them. This was my decision. This was Shanna's decision. It was our decision to make. Everybody else can just lump it. It's that sounds horrible, but that's the way it is. So if anybody has anything in their life that they're frustrated with because they're trying to make out the outside happy screw it do you be happy first if you're not happy you're never going to make anyone else happy you can't you can't portray your happiness you can't make force people to have happiness that's a choice on them
1: and it's not also and it's also not just you can't force happiness you can't force workability on others either you can't
0: force success
1: correct it's
0: a how many people want a successful podcast? How many people want a successful business, job or a successful um, marriage? But they don't do the work on the internal stuff for themselves to make it actually happy and for them. If you marry someone that's completely miserable and you think you can force them to be happy, it's impossible. If you have a business partner and they're, then they're and they're stealing from you and you're like, well, they can change. Let me tell you, some, most people don't change. So whatever you,
1: I know that.
0: Well, I mean, it's it, but it and it's sad and true, but it is. If you want people to change, they have to choose to change and be better. If you want to have success, you have to do what it takes to have success. If people want a happy marriage, they have to do what it takes to have happy, a happy marriage. You know, I can tell you, and we can talk about this on relationships. Or I know we're going to talk about too, but the reality is when it comes to a happy marriage, you both have to work at it. It takes two people and you can't force someone to get there.
1: I actually, and in this, yeah, we're raw, we're real. Um, I'm going through that right now, and I'm, you know, working with my my therapist. And actually, in all reality, just in the time that we've been starting to record these these segments, I've I've learned a lot about my personal life. If you know, it's story time for me. It's just a matter that so currently I'm. Working with an ex-wife and with, you know, regards, we have kids together and everything. What I'm coming to terms with, and this actually applies. I have been working so hard to try to make the entire situation work to where she and I can co-parent really well. And our kids can have that uh, non-toxic environment. Right. Because she and I think really differently. Well, We act really differently. And so that's what I'm... Learning is a matter that I'm working on me and my children. That's my core. Right. That's my center. So I'm working on that type of life and realizing I don't have to associate with her anymore. So it's on the outside.
0: And again, and we've had this conversation before, but your situation, and I've never been divorced, so I, I, I only know what I know. No, I have, there was a time in my life I did uh, marriage counseling. I'm not a certified counselor by any means, but I was. I took some classes and courses, and I was supposed to, and I assisted in counseling. That's what I was, I was, in, I assisted. Okay. But the reality is, when it comes to marriage, it's hard and it sucks sometimes. It can be amazing, too. I mean, there, I'll tell you, there's days, and people may think this is completely wrong. There's, I love my wife, but there are days I don't like her. And I'm sure she could say the same thing because we're people and we have, we all have our own crap going on. But we also have our crap together going on. Now, when you get a divorce, if there's no kids involved, you guys don't even have to talk to each other. Don't have to be best friends. If you are, cool. You, you figured that out. But if you have kids, the only thing you two need to focus on is the kids. That's the only common denominator between two people. You need to work on you and the kids. She needs to work on her and the kids. Now, they're married. They need to work. She needs to work on her and her new husband, And the kids, but that's, but the only common denominator you guys have is the kids. Yeah, correct. But you know, be happy, do what you love. That's the point. And honestly, okay, I'll say it. Dare I say it? Here we go. Not everybody in this world is meant to be an entrepreneur. Not every, we, we throw that term out there way too much. Not everybody was is built to run their own business. It is okay to be a nine to five guy. You can actually retire being a nine to five guy if you know how to stash your money away, right? And retire very well. But it comes down to you actually have to just follow through. And, you know, some people just need to be told I go show up for eight, eight o'clock and I go home at five. Some, that, that's okay. I wasn't built that way, but that's me.
1: So, Yeah. It's kind of me as well. And actually there's been a lot of judgment of me about what I do kind of thing because, you know, it, it can be, it can be sporadic, but it's because I'm working for myself as a lift driver. And the criticism that's come is kind of a, you know that I'm a worthless human being, and am taking the time to teach my son that you don't have to go out there and you know do the hard work and everything. When in reality, I work hard. Well, I work just as hard as the next person out there. In my opinion,
0: you put you can put in. So again, and and I I I know you're going to be working on some stuff like this, but the fact that you can make six figures, and the fact that it's possible, that you have figured out the the secret sauce to make possible to be, to be a six figure income driving and talking to and people And talking to people? Yeah. Give me a break. I would call that a a huge failure. Sarcasm inserted. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Again, do what you love. Do what you love.
1: Absolutely.